Alrighty, so uh, welcome back to another episode of the uh, Racing Review podcast. Uh, Tom from Y Run here, and we have with me a very bruised and bloodied <laughs> Kyle, who in the just before uh, yes. we started recording here has just knocked his head on a the corner of a piece of furniture, a piece of furniture that he may possibly have bought when he went to IKEA a few weeks ago. Oh, which... I installed it myself. <laughs> installed it myself, and when I, I did high. it, I thought, oh. That's probably not the best height to install a shelf at. I reckon one day I'll come around that corner and just, and sure enough. So I for those of you who can remember Nelly, the artist who used to have a Band-Aid on his cheek, Kyle is pretty much like that now, but it's just on, <laughs> on the top of the forehead. So uh, this That's is good. dedication. This is dedication, people, that we could have pulled the pin on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. How's your week been, Kyle? What have you been up to? Good. It's been a big week. It's been a busy week, but no, everything's going well. Running's going well. I'm kind of pottering along, doing my same volume. I haven't done too much different. Work's yep. been good. So no, it's been a it's been a good week. Lots been happening. So we've got lots to talk about today. So it's, I'm looking forward to getting into it. A huge amount has been happening, isn't it? So um, let's just jump in it. Let's just talk about what's been happening out and about. And if I can go first, because we're recording this Saturday afternoon, and uh, this morning I had the pleasure. Of going down to Coomba Bar. Uh, for those of you who remember the um, the uh, the corporate challenge series, that kind of loop that went sort of around the Luke Harrop cycling track, uh, Tom Brimelow went down there and did his uh, did a time trial marathon, which is a huge effort on his own. But he had a fair few paces out there. He had the Cachola family and a few others as well who were helping him through. And his aim was to run at about 3.38 kilometre pace. And anyone who knows Tom knows that this guy is like a metronome, isn't he? Yes just hits it every single time and so i think it ended up being he had to do an extra kilometer on the first lap but it pretty much ended up being 5.9 kilometers per loop which i think took him seven laps then i think it was seven laps um and he came in in two hours 33 which is absolutely incredible smiling the whole way um you know the last couple of kilometers he just looks so so strong so a huge congratulations to tom he's been working at it for a while since uta was cancelled and I know his coach Dave Coombs has been helping him prepare for this, and and anyone who's seen Tom's Strava sessions that he does, I mean, the guy does his speed session on a Monday morning, first thing. I know, I know, it's so impressive. I get up every Monday morning and just think, and you you get up, you have a look, and he's already done that on a Monday morning, and yeah. you just think, I am so lazy. Yeah. So we, his training like, been incredible though. Everyone normally just does kind of like an easy jog Monday morning, don't they? Let's ease into the week. I'll, I'll get into it, just get the legs going. And he's already been out for 18, 20K sort of tempo or speed session. And it was interesting talking to um, Michael Cachola, who was there. He was talking about Tom's just toughness and the strength that that guy has mentally. And that's a huge part of it, isn't it? Because you look at the way Tom runs and he just he just battles the whole time. And it, it, it just seems to be so much of a mental game for him. But far out, it's... I said to Teresa, my wife, on the on the drive home, I said, it is so motivating when you go to those things. You know, there's, you know, Adzi Gordon said it, there's no fanfare, there's no medals, there's no big crowds or anything. It's just a guy out there battling it and doing it for his own reasons. But you drive home from it and you're just so pumped, aren't you? You just fly, like far out. This guy's a legend. And I want to jump I on the back I of was, this. I was so excited. Him. I wasn't even there this morning. I couldn't even come along and watch it. But I was just excited all morning knowing that he was out there doing it. I wish I could have been there. But it's been awesome just watching him over the last few months, just like the dedication he has had. I know myself and pretty much everyone else I've spoken to over the last few months have had weeks or months where they're just not feeling it. Everyone's just going, yeah. oh, I just, I don't feel like yeah. it at the moment. I'm not quite getting out there. I just don't have that motivation to get out there and train properly. And pretty much everyone's been in that boat. And 
you just go and look at Tom's training and he has just been nailing it every single yep. week. So it's been so, so impressive to watch. Like his just determination to get that training done has been incredible and a well-deserved run. Like looking at his splits too, he was just dead even and dead on the entire way. He didn't speed up. He didn't slow down. He was just bang on the pace he wanted. So considering he did that pretty much solo in a time trial, he's definitely capable of going quicker when he gets into a race environment. So I'm pretty excited yep. if he does ever have a crack during a race again to see what he can do because he's definitely a sub-230 marathoner. Yep, absolutely. And um, at the same time as that was happening, as I said, the Cachola family is out there and the younger boy, it's Jackson, isn't it, the younger one? I think he's the younger one. He ran a PB half marathon. Now, Jackson's about 15, I think he is, and he ran. He actually ran a one-hour 15 half marathon while pacing Tom as well. So, like, for a 15-year-old to be running that quick over half marathon is amazing. So, you know, a huge shout out to the Cachola family. They were amazing this morning and particularly the Jacko who, um, yeah, I don't know what his half marathon PB was before it, but that's extraordinary for 15 that's years incredible. of age. <laughs> incredible, incredible run. Um, but apart from that, uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, Gold Coast Runco, but do you want to talk a little yeah. bit about other things that have happened this week, Kyle, other big things that have caught your attention? So, no, the other thing that obviously has been going on at the moment, and this all obviously happened last weekend. So I was sitting at home last Sunday, not much going on, and a message came through from our good friend Ben Deneen, who was on the episode recently, saying that he had just seen Brad Aird out at Narang on the goat loop, and this would have been about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and he said, Ben said to us, I can't tell you exactly what he's doing, but he's doing somewhere more than 15 goat loops and less than 17 goat loops. So we kind of knew that Brad was out there having a crack at going longer than what Justin had gone and obviously he'd been out there all day but he hadn't said anything to anyone so no one knew that he was out there doing it until obviously we found out um so then all Sunday I don't know about you but all Sunday night I was just sitting there refreshing my Strava waiting for Brad's run to come through to see what he would do um and I didn't even see it before I went to bed so I had to wait till I got up the next morning to see what he did but he went out and ran 16 goat loops last Sunday absolutely incredible so and do you remember it? it it bucketed down at about eight o'clock at night it, it absolutely poured down where i live and so for him to be out there at the end there's we got a i don't want to go into too many details about what i know about because i'm actually meeting up with brad in about a week's time to do an episode of running stories the other podcast um and brad's going to talk through his backstory and we'll go into lots of detail about the you know his 16 laps but yeah, an extraordinary achievement, 16 laps. Like you said, he kept it very quiet. And um, I asked him this morning because he was there at Tommy's um, marathon. And I said, have you got a name for the 16th? He says, yeah. And then he didn't say anything else. So the name is coming. It's oh, on the way. Exciting. So, um, yeah. Exciting. But, but yeah, um, when I, that's exactly yeah. what you said. That rain came through about 8 o'clock and I was thinking, I reckon he's probably not far from finishing that 15th lap. And I can just imagine on that 15th lap going, oh, my God, it's pouring rain. I've been here all day and I have to do another lap. And how demoralizing that would have been. And I'm just, I don't know if this happened, and I don't think it happened, but I really hope when he started that 16th lap that he just kicked that big rock that Justin put all his rocks on and said, I'm doing 16. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> I don't mine. Think that would have happened. I kind of thought so, that would be quite fun. Yeah, amazing achievement, but lots more lots more details to come um, from Brad, as I said, particularly in the podcast, but we'll also talk a bit about it later on as well in another segment we've got. But yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention was. Um, the Gold Coast Run Co., which is obviously Jackson Elliott, um, his group down there on the southern ends of the Gold Coast, and they had a bit of a 5K time trial, didn't they, from Chugan to Kira? Or Kira to Chugan? Yep. Chug- uh, Kira to Chugan. I think they yep. went north. 
So, um, yeah, amazing. We, you know, didn't know too much about it, but just saw the stuff through on Instagram and saw the stuff through on Facebook. And, you know, the top three boys, the top three guys who did it, uh, Tim Vincent and then Elliot and then uh, Louis McAfee, just extraordinary times. Tim did 14-17. Elliot, I think, did 14, low 14s, 14-12, I think. And then Louis did 13-59, you know, for 5K time trial. That's up there with the best, isn't it? That's up there with the best – in Australia, you know, it's, it's quick, it's quick. And, you know, there's, you know, we talked a bit about obviously Tom's run this morning being outstanding, but then you go to this group that Jacko's got and they're another level again, aren't they? And it's awesome to see them go and throw down and actually do a time trial just to see what they're capable of for everyone else to yep. see as well. Anything with a 13 in front of a 5k is ridiculously fast. Incredible. Um, and, I, you know, I'd love to see them. I've only seen them go head-to-head against um, the Burt Squad in Brisbane a couple of times. And, obviously, um, the Bridge to Brisbane is one of the places that actually happens. And I remember it. Um, was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. Maybe 20, 2018, I think, at a Bridge to Brisbane. And the Burt Squad had the front row. And then about a minute before the, the gun went, um, the Gold Coast run code just pretty much walked and stood right in front of them. And you could just see the <laughs> silence just appeared over the whole starting line. You were just like, oh, my goodness. And for anyone who's done the, you know, the new um, Bridge to Brisbane, you know the first two Ks is downhill. You run down past the old Lang Park um, on that downhill stretch. So it was it was great to see. You could just see this rivalry. So it would be great to see these guys just go head-to-head, top five run- runners, top five men, top five women. Just, you know. We need to see it. Because actually the Burt squad, some of those boys did a time trial this morning. I don't know if you saw any of their runs. Yeah. But there was some very fast runs thrown down. So what sort of time? I, what sort of time came through there? We had, a, we had a sub thirty ten k, bunch of sub fifteen five k's. So there's some wow. fast there's some fast times getting thrown around up in Brisbane at the moment. So yeah, fast yep. times getting thrown around everywhere. To be honest, so I'd love to see those two squads come out and put a bit of a put a bit of a time trial on. So it's in it good shape, happen. isn't it? Running it running is Why running not? in southeast Queensland is in such good shape at the moment. You know, there's you know, like I said, there's there's squads at different levels, aren't there? There's you know. The group that kind of we run with up at the northern end, um, you know, there's some great runners in that one. But then, you know, as I said, you step down to Jacko's group and it's extraordinary running, absolutely amazing. Um, and then they did a 10K, didn't they, a couple of days later. Um, and there were yes. some great times there as well. So, um, so yeah. But another thing which popped up this week was um, the oldest man or the oldest person. Let's just go oldest person. Oh, oldest person. Right. We had the youngest, you know, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? No, not even born yet. Um, but the oldest person to do a lap on the goat loop. And um, Jodie Cumner she, from her group, she actually tagged us in it so we could actually see. 78-year-old Colin Mancy did a Incredible. goat loop. So did his first goat loop, was taken for a bit of a tour, but then, I don't know if you saw this, then went back and did a double goat loop on his own. Or I know. On his own, but he then went back and did a double goat loop. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we've had our youngest, you know, before even the uh, the age of birth. And now we've had our oldest, 78 years of age. And I went through Strava, you know, went through all the filters, and he's there on his own. Yep, so, 75 plus. We've only got one. What have I got, Kyle? I've got, I got 30, 38, I've got 38, 39 years to go before I get to Colin's age. So I'm looking at his time just for the future. Put it up, put it up, put it up on the bathroom mirror as one of the aims. That's you know, good. I like long term goal planning. There's nothing keep bad. it there. And and for you that would be fifty fifty three ish oh, years away. Years. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what though, if I'm if I'm running a goat loop at seventy eight, then I don't care what time it is. I'm just happy to be out there. Happy to be <laughs> That's out right. there. Um, Agreed. 
Yeah, so that was absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, as we said, we've got the Goat Mania coming up, haven't we, in the next uh, couple yeah. of weeks. We'll get to that soon. But you yeah. and I started talking a little bit in the week, didn't we, about what our sort of top 10 moments are on the Goat Loop. We did. Like, we did. And, and sort of, I, it, got, it got us thinking a little bit, and it was quite tough for us to come up with. We wanted to come up and say, like, what were our best 10 moments? And look, this doesn't necessarily mean performances, so to speak, on the Goat Loop, although there obviously is going to be some good performances in the top 10. But what are just top 10 moments that have happened on the Goat Loop? And we're going to go through this. But first of all, before we get into that, we're going to leave the suspense a little bit for this top mm. 10. We're going to go through a little bit about what else has been happening on the Goat Loop this week because oh, yeah. there have been yep. some absolute fireworks on the Goat Loop this week. Yeah, yeah. So look, I, I suppose I wanted to start off because – my week kind of leads in and changed because of what was happening on the goat loop. So yep. I want to hear a little bit about your week first, Tom, and then I'm going to go into what I did and then what happened on the goat loop. Um, pretty standard week. Um, actually had a really nice run what day is it? Friday because I'm on, obviously on school holidays at the moment. So I went out um, on the old, those of you who ran the Tambo um, uh, trail run a number of years ago will know that down near Thunderbird Park, there's a nice loop. And I haven't done that loop because – it's the other side of Tambourine, and I, just, I don't get there early in the morning and for whatever reason. So I decided to go and do it, and um, my goodness, 525 metres in nine kilometres of vertical. Oh, goodness. That's <laughs> a lot of climbing. So um, that was a good run. Like, it's a really nice run to, to, to do sort of like a nine, nine and a half K loop around Tambourine because we don't get the big trails out here that I guess happens down in Narang. They were sort of more like five and six K loops. So to find that was absolutely great, but... Apart from that, I guess my only number one session, the thing that I was most happy with was uh, Thursday again down Oxenford. I really look forward to those speed sessions, those tempo sessions. And on the program this week was three times 3K. So I guess what's that, you know, you know, 11 minutes of running um, times three. And I did that about five or six weeks ago. And so it was a really good chance to compare. Five or six weeks ago, I only did, you know, two times 3K. But this week I did three times 3K. And, you know, the reps were quicker. The heart rate was lower and just felt, so much better and like i just feel like i'm getting into that uncomfortable hard running just zone i'm just able to dial into it so much easier now than i ever was before and um so that's great yeah it was it was a really good session and and like i've said many times i'm really enjoying those now picked up a pair of zoom flies the original zoom flies on friday so depending on what happens the next few weeks they'll be they'll be tested out haven't had a pair yet I like but, it. Um, but yeah, no, pretty pretty good week. A few more kilometres because I've got to start preparing for UTA now, which is about three and a three and a half months away. So yeah. if it goes ahead, so yeah, mileage is going to start picking up a little bit. Uh, intensity will be the same. So maybe just a few more easy runs, or just lengthen that long run out by fifteen or twenty minutes, and just gradually pick it up bit by bit. But what about you? What's That's your a week good plan? Um, so took the group out Monday, standard Monday run. So Tuesday. I actually, for the first time ever, actually went out and did a run on Hins Dam. So I've been out there oh, yeah. plenty of times, but I've never actually run out there, believe it or not. Every yep. year that that trail race is on there is always the week after Tarawera, so I'm never racing. So I've been out there, but I've always thought, God, this would be a really nice place to do some reps along this wall. It's dead flat bitumen, no cars to worry about. So um, Brad Coring and I decided we were going to go out there and do some 1K reps along the wall. And it was absolutely freezing. That's all I remember at the start of that run. It was so cold. There wasn't too much wind, so it was okay. But it was absolutely freezing. So we did a little warm-up, and then we were doing six 1K reps. And I said to Brad at the start, I said, if this goes well, I'm going to do a 5K time trial on Friday because I'm feeling good. And he said, okay. So we started off, and 
in my head, I was like, okay, I want to try and do this first K uh, somewhere between 3.12 and 3.15. I'll be happy with that. I don't want to go too quick because then I'll end up, if I start off too quick, I'll have to stay quick and then that's a recipe for disaster. Ran the first one and then ran 3.07 and thought, okay, that was that was not a good idea. I shouldn't have probably done that, but I felt okay. I was like, okay, that's all right. Just back it off, go easier, easier, a little bit easier. And then I ran a 3.05 and I thought, okay, that's that's not great. This is going to end badly. But I actually managed to hang on for the other four and average about 3.06, 3.07 for those reps. And I've never averaged anywhere near that for those 1K reps before. So I finished yeah. that session and I was like, okay, I feel really good. I said, yep, that's it. I'm going to do a 5K time trial on Friday. And the other thing about that Tuesday run was Kane was supposed to come and do that run with us but couldn't come on the Tuesday so didn't get to come with us. And then later that morning, Daryl Hill and Kane decided they were going to go out and just go for a run in the ring and run the goat loop. And then that very quickly turned into a very hard run on the goat loop. So at about mid-morning, yeah. and I, I knew they were going out to do this. So I kind of kept my eye on Strava because I thought I just had a feeling that something was going to happen with these guys when those two get on that together. <laughs> and I had a feeling. And, yeah, sure enough, check Strava later that morning on Tuesday morning. And those two had given it a really good crack. So Kane ran 28.35. Yep. So he'd got ahead of the three, so Luke, Kerry, and Ryan, who were all within one second of each other. He yep. got ahead of all three of those, so knocked them all back a place. And at the same time, Daryl went and ran 27.19. So he then knocked me back to third, put himself into second behind Courtney. So that morning I thought, nah. Screw the 5K. I need to get back onto the goat loop. I've been talking about it. I need to actually get out. 5K can get put on ice. I can wait. So I actually texted Luke Kilburn, who'd been knocked back two places that morning and said, we need to go to a goat loop. And he just said, oh, what day, what time? Let me know. I'm keen. So the plan was then to probably go out and do a goat loop on Friday. And then I was just sitting on my laptop Tuesday night. And all of a sudden, I, I was on Strava and I clicked on the goat loop. And all of a sudden, so you know on the on your phone when you click on the segment and it just shows the icon of the person who's got the crown, you know yep. what that photo has got their profile picture. So I kicked, clicked on the segment and all of a sudden I was like, hang on a minute, that's not Courtney's photo. And I had a quick look at it, a glance at it, and all of a sudden I just saw the name Matt Hauser and I was like, oh, my God. And I looked across and in the time, yeah. I had to look at it about three times to actually register what it said. But Matt Hauser, so for anyone who doesn't know who Matt is, he's one of Australia's best triathletes. He got a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games in the team triathlon, and he was fourth, I think, in the individual one. So a very likely member of our Olympic team for the Olympics next year. Um, He went out and ran 24-17 for the goat loop. And I I didn't even have any words for that. I could not believe it when I saw it. (laughs) He'd run that fast. I knew he obviously Remember what you put down though on the messenger group? You said oh, game I over. Said, I just sent a photo to the to everyone and just said, "Oh, game over." I said, "That's it." Yeah. What are we supposed to do to that? <laughs> so I think everyone was in a bit of shock. I don't think I didn't know what to say. I couldn't actually believe that he'd done it. I thought Courtney's twenty six ten was not going to get touched for a long time. Yeah, and he took almost two minutes off it. So I just couldn't believe it. So for anyone who doesn't realize how fast that is, that's an average pace of three minutes and thirty two seconds per kilometer for a loop that's just under 7Ks and has about 260, 270 metres of vertical gain in it. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, new goat loop record. And I think and I, thought, um, I think when it puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Like we all knew that Courtney's time was phenomenal and how far ahead of you and the other guys it was. But then it, to then to be the same distance ahead of Courtney, you know, that he was in front of everyone else, like everyone just fell over when Courtney did his time. But 
you know, if you look at where Matt would be when he finishes, Courtney's 500, five, 600 meters back on that course. Oh, like, okay. I couldn't believe it. So then I went diving into the stats of what he'd actually done and a few of the ones that stood out. So there's a segment that someone's made from the start to the top of the goat climb. So it's about 2.7 yeah. days roughly. And he got to the top in about 10 minutes 45 at an average pace of 3.54 for that first section, which is pretty much all uphill. So that just goes to show how fast he was moving up there. And the segment that's called the Arrain Road Climb, which is 1.2 Ks, which is kind of where the incline starts right to the top of the goat climb, he was 50 seconds faster than Courtney up that climb. And that, yeah. like, absolutely flying. So that was incredible. And then the other segment, which is always competitive, is the last hill to gate, so the last 1.6 K descent. And he averaged 253 per kilometre down that last mile. So and That's dangerous. That's a dangerous that, pace to be coming down that hill. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> So I was kind of just in disbelief when I was actually looking at the numbers, just going, I wish I was there just to see it. I wish I could have just stood at some points on the course and just watched him running that fast yeah. on that loop. It would have been really cool yeah. to watch. But, yeah, I saw a comment from one of the guys that he trains with, one of the other triathletes, just saying that's not going to get beaten for a century. That's just going to yeah. be there forever. So, But interestingly, there was also another comment on Matt's run from someone, I think it was someone from Brisbane, who tagged Louis McAfee in it and said, yes. when are you having a crack? So. That's interesting because I know a few people that he obviously knows about it now. A few people have put that, you know, been in his ear saying, When are you going to have a crack? Because Matt did a 5K time trial two weeks before Louis' 13.59 and ran 14.05 or somewhere around there. So it was just behind what, what Louis ran for 5K. So that could be interesting. We could have another very fast time on the go loop. So watch this space. Yeah. And this is the thing about it, isn't it? Is that we were talking six, seven months ago that when you were sitting pretty at the top of the table and I was in third or whatever i was used to always you know bait you and say we don't know how good your run is until a few notable other people actually have a go one of them was courtney and we then know how good it is you know comparison to courtney but then we would when courtney did his we were like well i wonder if who could beat it maybe ben duffus might beat it but we've always said as well we want to wait until jacko's group has a go at it because then it's kind of like all the variables have been put in there, haven't they? Like you want Australia's best triathletes to have a go at it. You want ex-Olympians to have a go at it. You want current trail runners to have a go at it. And you also want people like Jacko's group who are the best road runners, maybe in, in the whole of Southeast Queensland to ha have a go at it, to see where they actually, where they stand up against it. And then it, it kind of puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? It, it puts exactly your, right. well, you, I know you're going to mention your Friday run here, but it puts your, your Friday run into perspective. It puts mine into perspective. Now you said, before that um that when kane and daryl did theirs that we all got bumped two spots and then obviously um matt comes along and we all get bumped by three spots which means tuesday morning i was sitting pretty comfortable in sixth place betty deneen seventh place we go to bed that night in ninth and tenth ben deneen is literally hanging on to top 10 by fingernails and this is if there's one guy who shouldn't be knocked from the 10 it's benny because of his i know but actually, you I know Ben Mel Ben Melby, the original goat, he's now out of the out of the ten. So it he's takes, he's been knocked out. It it doesn't the goat loop doesn't care about reputations. It doesn't care about tradition. It doesn't care about anything like this. It's just like if you're not good enough to be in that top ten, and like you said, you've always wanted it to be a sub thirty top ten, and you bloody well got your wish. And now is sub thirty. You're gonna get me kicked out in, you know, I could I could name ten guys who I know can beat my time, and <laughs> I'm just. It's like sitting on a ticking time bomb. It literally is. You're just waiting for people to jump on. And I didn't even take into account when I thought, well, 
you know, I know I'm going to be knocked to 15th, 20th one day. I didn't even take Matt Hauser into account. I didn't even take the, the Gold Coast Runco boys into account. I'm just putting in people that we run with rough, you know, on the Gold Coast or people that we know like Troy Lethian, who's, who's got a time, you know, I can't remember yep. what Troy's time is, but we know he's way faster than what he's done. And so it's all good for you, Kyle, to be sitting where you are, sitting pretty, <laughs> sitting in that. Yeah, even I'm worried. Yep, sitting in that fourth place, you know, but for those of us who were once third or fourth and we're now ninth and tenth, you know, Benny and I would, yeah, we're nervous. <laughs> but anyway. I can tell. I can tell because yeah. the other thing is so eighth place now is equal eighth or equal seventh place is Kerry and Ryan with 28.44. So if two people come out that haven't run and they run quick, then top 10 will be sub 29 before we know it. Yeah. So and that's a minute That's a minute quicker than me. So even if I go out and beat my own time, I've got to smash my time <laughs> to, that's right. to, move, to move up a spot. And, yep. you know, anyway, so lead us into Friday because I know this is where okay. you're going with it. So, so I thought, okay. Luke and I both have been bumped back some spots since Tuesday morning. So we thought, okay, we need to have a crack. So we actually had a chat and thought based roughly off what we thought we'd run, the plan was that I was going to give him a head start and then chase him and try and catch him was the plan. Um, And when we looked at our splits, I was generally a bit quicker on the first half up to the top of the hill and then we were pretty even for the rest of it on the downhill. So the plan was I gave Luke a 40-second head start and the plan was he was going to try and not let me pass him before the top of the climb and then we are going to run pretty much together and stay together, which is yeah. pretty much exactly how it happened. So we went out early Friday morning, um, gave him the head start and I felt like I was running well. I ran the first 2Ks probably way faster than what I ran when I did the 28. In the back of my head, I thought, oh, it'd be really nice to try and get close to Daryl's time. So 27.19 was the time I kind of had in my head of, if I have a really good run, that'd be nice to try and get close to. And the other time I had in my head is 27.34 because that's sub four-minute pace. That'll be 3.59 and a half per kilometer average. So I thought, okay, I want to try and at least try and get close to that. Um, And felt like I was running pretty well. I actually caught Luke right at the top of the goat climb, so it worked out perfectly. And then we pretty much ran the rest of it together. Um, and I reckon I got to the quarry climb and I thought, oh, I'm gone. I've gone way too hard at the start. I felt like I was blowing up big time going up that climb. It's rallied a little bit and then we were running that last descent and I managed to run a bit quicker than my PB down that descent, but still not as fast as you know Daryl and Matt and Courtney and yeah. those guys. Um, but I finished in 27.36. So I took 24 seconds off my PB. Didn't move up a spot, stayed in fourth. But anyway, it's a slightly yep. faster time. So it's it adds yep. a bit more weight to my fourth place. Um, but then Luke, Luke finished in 28.31, which is interesting because if we go back to previous episodes with the double lap record, Luke got the double lap, double lap record. Kane then took it off Luke and then Luke went out and took it back off Kane. So Luke had... 28.43 as his PB. Kane went out and ran 28.35. And then Luke went out three days later and took another four seconds off Kane's time. So those two have got a bit of a rivalry going on yeah, in one like lap. So then I, I like saw it. Kane comment going, oh, I'm going to have to go back out now. I can't leave it at a four-second gap. So there's a bit of a rivalry happening in the within the top 10 between a few people. So I'm loving it. It's really good. Absolutely. So, well, that's cool, yeah. mate. You've uh, Yeah, like you said, you've just cemented your – so you lost your spot to Daryl yeah. during the week, but you cemented – you cemented your time and just bought yourself a bit more time. But that brings us nicely into this this top 10 because there's a goat mania is coming up on the 12th of July and we want as many people out there as possible. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I think is what we've agreed upon. So the, the first you know 10 or 15 minutes will be 
during uh, sunrise. But yeah, it'd be great to get many people out there. As, as we said before, I'm going for five laps. I think I use it as a nice long run, but I want to, you know, go fairly hard to post a good time, and uh, we'll see what else happens out there. Um, but yeah, so as we said, this top ten, it's not based on pure performance. It's just based on kind of the thing that made us go, wow, that is very, very cool. And um, so, yeah, and look, I've, I think I wrote down 15 or 16 possible moments and I've had to leave some pretty big ones out. Um, And I don't know, hopefully it's a bit controversial. I I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's the opinions of two amateur runners who just spend far too much time thinking about one loop. So (laughs) way too much time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do you, take, do, you take have any, first of all, do you have any notable mentions that didn't make your top 10 that you just wanted to mention? Do you have any that you, you thought, oh, that probably really should be in there, but I can't fit it in? Um, or are you, are you happy with your top 10 that that's definitely the top 10? Well, I mean, I am, but you know, even the things that have happened this week, like, like Daryl and, and Kane, like they're not in yep. there. Um, there's this, you know, I look at Colin's run, the seventy-eight-year-old, and I looked at that this week and went, "Wow, that is pretty cool." That's absolutely. You know, I, I can't think of anyone who's age-wise even close to Colin, and then for him to go and do a double, like, so I know, I, I know. incredible. So these, these are it's things that have made me sit back and just go, "That is really, really cool," and you know, so I'm happy with my ten. Um, I'm very, very happy with my top four, but I okay. think from I think from five through to ten, you know. You could you could okay. argue it to the cows come home, and we probably should do. But yep. Um, yep. but yeah, what about you? Have you got a notable outside? Well, the the only one that I that I didn't put in the top ten that I would have liked to was Ben Deneen running his three hundredth goat loop on the two thousandth goat loop lap. I thought that was just a really cool moment that we had. Yeah, it, it probably should be equal ten to the least. I think that was a really cool one. So I've got that as a notable mention. Just going, that was a really cool moment. Um, yeah. But anyway, just wanted to mention that one. So, but, so let's let's kick it off. Yeah. Go, give me. Let's let's go ten. We'll go one for one here. So, give me yeah, your yeah. ten. We'll go, give me your ten. My tenth, my tenth one was Tracy Clark going out and running eight laps. So that's the most laps run by a female. And this yeah. is one that I tossed up between her and then Janice Tide running the first seven laps, which is the first person above four. So that was also those two. I was tossing up what got into that tenth spot, but I'm going okay. Tracy's run one more lap. She went out and ran eight laps. Also on a Wednesday, might I add. Wednesday's a popular yep. day for a lot of goat loops. So yep. she snuck in as my number 10. So she she actually now, now that I look at the ones that are outside of my 10, she is probably my noticeable absence. And okay. as I said, phenomenal from Tracy, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't find space for it. So my, my okay. 10th is actually um, Dana Maher when she did the Widowmaker. Because uh, that was with the two ten, which is a quick time for three laps, two ten. Um, so yeah, the Dana Mar the, doing the Widowmaker coming in for two hours ten was my. It was just such an impressive time. Um, yeah. So okay, I, I, I put I put that in there, in um, in tenth place. Uh, but what about let's go ninth for you then? I'm just looking. Interestingly, around my so yeah, my ninth place as of about half an hour ago was what your tenth place was. Oh yeah, which yeah, yeah. I bet yeah, I have now swapped because as of a few hours ago, so earlier this morning, Dana went back out onto the goat loop and took the two and four lap record. So yeah. that run this morning, she ran one nineteen for two laps and ran three hours sixteen for four laps and took both of those crowns. So she's yeah. now got the two, three, and four lap crowns. So to go out and take two multi, like two crowns on one run, 
I think that's pretty cool. So that actually just snuck into my top 10 as of about half an hour ago. So yeah, yep, been doing well. I've, I've actually got that down here next to it, um, my 10th year, the double and, and the quad. And we think she probably would have got the triple, but she was she joined someone, didn't she, and ran a little bit slower <laughs> for that third lap. So uh, um, do you want to mention him? Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that. No, we'll leave that as is. <laughs> so I reckon she would have – because what did she go through the double? Did she do one? One nineteen. Nine, she went through 119. the so she's got fifty minutes up a sleeve there to break that wid- the break the um break the uh, the widowmaker the triple lap. Yeah. So she probably would have broken that again. Okay. So my ninth, and I know you're not going to put it in there yourself, but purely I see for me when I look at these, it's kind of like first moments, and I think that's what is impressive about this. We talked about sub sixty two laps, and so I've put you, Kyle, a notable mm-hmm. mention in at ninth place. Going sub sixty for two laps, and but which it hadn't been done before, and I th- I think that's what I love about the goat leap is when people do things that have never de- yeah. been done before, and so for yes. you to go sub sixty was incredible. But we obviously know now when you look at who's in front of you on the single lap that that is a that's a ticking time bomb as well. So to do it, absolutely, you're not going to hang on to it for long. I know that, no. but for me, you come in at ninth with your sub sixty. So um, yeah, sure. let's go on. Let's go on to eighth then. Eighth, I have got in eighth, I've got Jack Gill's five laps. Um, uh, this is interesting. Because that run, for the pace he averaged, I that I thought that was absolutely incredible. So I've got him in at number eight when he took the – did he get the three-lap crown as well? You've done, no. mate, you've done – you have done him a massive injustice here because that's ridiculous. He's, he is – that run is way better than eighth. It's so far up on my list, it's not fun. On on performance-wise, yes, it is. But like we said, I'm going on moments that made me go, wow, and I know Jack's capable of that. If he'd gone out and run eight laps, I I, I think that's an incredible run. But I'm looking at the ones ahead of it and just going, I I know Jack's capable of running that type of stuff. So I was impressed, but I wasn't surprised. (laughs) It's an incredible run. It's in the top ten. Come on. Oh, that's shocking, mate. Get out of it. I think that's... I'm sorry, Jack, if you're going to take offense to that. Yeah. But I'm looking at some of the ones above it just going, as far as moments, I think as far as actual performances, that would definitely be up higher because it's an incredible run. But I reckon I reckon he could probably go quicker too. All right. If he pay- All right. I don't know. That's my eighth. <laughs> sorry. Controversy. All right. My eighth, What's your eighth? Um, my eighth is, is goes back to last August. Most of these that we've talked about is um, in the last couple of months because it has just exploded. But my eighth is last August. It's when Ben Deneen went out and ran 10 loops, became the first person ever to run 10 loops. Um, he's got that in eight? Oh, yeah. oh he's not going to be happy. I think that's higher than eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I did the last couple of laps with him, and I saw how you know, knackered he was going up that last hill. So, again, the, the theme with mine is kind of first times and people who have broken the mould and done things that others haven't done. And so for Benny to be to do 10 laps... And I, I, because I, I don't think, you know, I don't know if Justin does what he does. I don't know if Brad does what he does without Benny doing what he's done. You know, uh, he's, I agree. he's a bit of a Neil Armstrong, isn't he? For, for, um, you know, for the goat. Yeah. Yep. He is. Absolutely. So Benny, I've got you in eighth, an incredible achievement in my books. Uh, certainly, certainly deserving to be in there. So let's jump to seven. Seventh. I have got Christie's female course record breaking 32 Same. minutes. 100% agree. Yeah. We've got it at seventh. Go. We've both put it there. Why have you got it there? I've got it. There. So, again, as far as performances go, it should probably be a little bit higher. But 
I'm looking at the ones above it, just going, oh, as far as moments again, I could. That's just where I. That's where I ended it up. I. I still think Christy could go quicker. So I ran that with her. Yeah. And I think she paced really well. I think she's probably got more to give in that first half, and I still reckon she could hang on for a bit of a quicker time. But also to break the female course record by so much, two and a half minutes, and no one's gone within two and yeah. a half minutes of her. So still have that record by so much is awesome. So well deserved. Hence why yeah. I've got it in the top ten. I've got it coming in at seventh. So seven. Christy I, I, seventh. I think for me, the reason I didn't put it higher is because we kind of knew it was going to happen. It was just a case of when it was going to happen. But it was still very, very impressive when it did happen. That's right. Um, exactly. Agreed. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, we agree on seven. Okay. I'm looking forward to this now. Six. Okay. Six. I have yeah. Ben's 10 laps. Ooh. I have put it up into sixth place purely for the exact reasons you said, going, yeah. he took it. He took the goat loop from four laps to 10 laps. Yeah. So, I that was a big jump. Obviously, he'd gone seven and eight before that, but he took the like he had to be up high on my list somewhere because he took the goat loop from literally three laps, pretty much mm. right through to ten. So, I've got that ten laps in at number six because at the time, I don't think anyone had gone higher than maybe six other than him. Yeah. No one else had done more than six, and he went and he'd done ten. So, I've got that up there at number six because I think, like I said, it's paved the way for some other big, big runs that I don't think they'd be there without him doing that ten laps. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, you talk Kipchoge in the two hours, you talk uh, Bannister, you talk of uh, Sir Edmund Hillary on Everest, you talk of Neil Armstrong, and maybe do you throw Ben Deneen in the mix there and just say... with 10 laps on the go loop. Yeah. Without these... I mean, there's a a great saying, isn't there, in our language, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. And Benny's the giant, I think, that everyone's just standing on the shoulders of. And um, so, yeah. What's your six? What's your six? It's getting interesting. I'm going to do a switch here. I'm literally going to switch it. Okay. So I'm going to put Janice Tide's 50K in at number six because, again, it was breaking the mold. It was doing something that no woman has ever done before, and it did catch me by surprise because, you know, I don't know Janice too well, um, and she went out there with a group of people, and I think it was the weekend of UTA was supposed to be, wasn't it, in May, and she she did seven laps plus a little bit more to do pretty much close to 50K on the goat loop. So, yeah, Janice, for me, comes in at number six. I had her at five, but I've yeah. – I don't know. I, I think I think if I switch oh. these two around, I would just – I think you'd probably hang up on me here. So I'm going to put Janice at six. Apologies for six, Janice. I did have you at five, but, yeah, you're at six now. Five. Okay. Five. Okay, five. Yep. My fifth one is a recent one, and it's Brad's 16 laps. Yep. I've got Brad's 16 laps in at five, and again, incredible thing, and it's the record for the most loops. Only reason it's not any higher is because it had almost like Justin had done 15. Yep. And I know Brad's capable of that. And again, the argument for it probably being higher is he did it a lot quicker. He, he was running really quick. He was pretty much running the same pace. Ben went through 10 laps in. He did 10 and he did another six. Yeah. So I was tossing up putting that up high just the performance-wise. I think it's an incredible, incredible run, um, but purely from the fact that it had almost been done prior, like you said, trend setting. Yeah. I've got a few ones there that are first times that are up a bit higher as well. I've got it in fifth. Performance-wise, it's, it's right up there, but that's my fifth. And, th- and this is the thing, isn't it? If you take away the other things around it, the people just yes. in front, the people just behind, and you look at that as a single performance on its own or a single achievement. It is a phenomenal achievement. Um, it is. But like, yeah, like I said, and, you know, does he, he – I mean, I know before Justin did his 15 that Brad was talking about 11 or 12. 
So yep. is it just a case of, well, someone's done 15, I'll do 16? Is that, is that the reason? You know, who knows? But yeah, I, yeah I, fifth. So what's the fifth? Fifth was in sixth, but I've moved it to fifth, was Courtney Atkinson's 28 minutes. Sorry, 20, 20, 26 minutes. 26 yep. minutes, wasn't yep. it? Um, yep. So I put him in at fifth place. Again, if we hadn't, if you hadn't baited him, if you hadn't said, Courtney, come on, have a go, and this had popped up just on our yeah. radar and he'd stumbled across these loops, someone else passed it on, probably would have put it higher, but we'd kind of baited him. He'd messaged us during the week, so we were kind of waiting for this to happen. But then yeah. we were blown away by how fast it was. So Courtney, for me, is in fifth place with his 26-minute twice. Remember, he had to do it twice because yeah. someone, you know, clearly someone uh, yes. peeled it. Yep. Um, talk about that. Yep. And... Uh, so 26, yes, okay, Courtney's in, in fifth for me. So this is where it gets interesting. We've, I, well, I, I reckon our top three, no, it's not the same. No, it's completely no, different. It's definitely go, not the same. Go, go four. So my fourth, I don't even know if you're going to even have this in yours at all, but this is based on the whole trend-setting thing. Mm. So my fourth place was when Kerry Suter ran sub-30 for the first time. He was the first person to break 30 minutes. Yep. So yep. before that, Ben Melby had had 30.01 as the crown for quite a while and he'd run that quite early and no one had been able to break it. Yep. Kerry came over from New Zealand and ran 28.44. So not yep. only was he your first person to break 30, but he was the first person to break 29. So he took the crown from 30.01 to 28.44 and he was the first one to run sub 30. So as far as kind of opening that up to see what's possible for it at the time, that was a big like, oh, my God. I remember when I remember the day it happened and everyone was kind of like, look what just happened. So... <laughs> I can remember that day and that was a big one of like the first time we had that big, oh my God, look what someone's just run on the goat loop. Yeah. So I've yeah. got that in at number four as far as he was the first person to go sub 30 on the goat loop. So yeah. Yeah. I, it was a and cool you, moment that I remember. And you're definitely right. That's before my time on the goat loop and certainly before yeah. probably I was, you know, getting interested in trial running. So yeah, I don't have that in there, but like you said, an incredible achievement. Yeah. Fourth for me, we've talked about it was Brad Ed. I've got him in at fourth, 16 yep. laps. Yep. Yep. So let's jump to uh, to third. Third, okay. So got I've got. I'm trying to think what you what else you've got left in there. So I've got my I've got Courtney's 26 as my third. Yep. Um, purely because, like, again, only because we knew it was coming. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose I can double this as both of his 26. He's two 26 minute runs. His first one when he got the crown and then when he lowered it to 2610 um i think i was more impressed with the 2610 like the 2655 i knew he was obviously going to beat my time but then when he lowered it by another 45 seconds that was a big like oh my god and i remember thinking at the time wow we're almost in the 25s like he's only 10 seconds off getting into the 25s (laughs) something that is incredible so i think that was incredible like and yeah, massive props to Courtney for going out and actually accepting the challenge and going out and running it. So I've got his twenty six ten as my third. Right. What's your third? I'm well, interested I think, to hear what your third is. Now. Well, I think our two, our top two, we're going to agree on because I think there's only two that are left. But this is where I think you did Jack Gill a phenomenal injustice. Yeah, I put Ooh. him at three. The reason wow. being, the reason being is because. So I went back and had a look at his run. This is this is after um, Scott George and Luke Kilborn have been going toe to toe in breaking each other's mm-hmm. records. So Jack Gill mm-hmm. then goes out and in one single run breaks the Widowmaker, the Lazarus, and the Impossible. Mm-hmm. Gets three, four, and five, and does it at a pace which I worked out is about thirty-three minutes per lap. 
Now, yeah. I know this isn't performance-based, but this is probably the one for me that I've put in there as performance-based. You know, to go through Widowmaker 135, Lazarus 210, the impossible 248, and just to put that Lazarus in perspective, Dana Marr, the Widowmaker, her record is 210, which means that Jack Gill is a full lap ahead of her. To me, yeah. it's to me, it's an extraordinary performance, and you know, on the obviously on the goat loop when people do more laps, we see multiple crowns come up. But to get three, four, and five, and to see who's on yeah. that three, four, five list, incredible. So, I think because this is post Scott and Luke going back and forth, and they lowered the time and brought it down for then Jack to go out and just obliterate. You know, and it challenge anyone to go out and just do a 33-minute lap goat loop and feel okay at the end of it, you're not. You have to work. And he's done it, you know, he's done that yep. five times. That's Well, the more impressive <laughs> thing is his first two laps was about a 103 double. So he was even faster than that in the first two. Yeah. So he went through the first two laps in about 103. So he was going on like sub-32 pace for the first couple of laps. So he was even quicker yep. at the start. So, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think him, looking I at him three, his, yeah. his four-lap crown is way more impressive than his five-lap crown. Looking at that. Yes. Because if you look at the average pace of his first four laps, he was about 32. I can't remember the splits yep. in front of me, but he then had a bit of a slower fifth lap, and I think it was about a 38-minute lap. 38. That, first, yep. that four-lap crown is ridiculous. So, yeah, and, and like I, I said, argue, he's... I can't argue if you're putting it up higher. It like like I said, he's... And I think it was when I started looking at this, I think it was when I saw that Dana's Widowmaker at 2.10 and Jack's Lazarus at 2.10 the same time, yeah. To be a full lap in front is just extraordinary. So I think then, Kyle, we agree on the top two. We have to. Well, it's just who's put it in what order. That's right. I think I'm assuming we got the same two. Are we? Are we? So, are we going? I don't want to give away which. Uh, no, I'm. I'm going to give away which order I'm going to go in. So to give me a, give me a second, and I'll just give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down if I agree. My second is Justin's 15 laps. Hideous decision. That's horrendous. No, no. No, I'll argue that point. Are all you day. serious? No. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right, give me your reasons. So you so, you, you think his? I'll give you my reasons. You think Matt Houser is is better? Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, no way. I, I'm putting Matt Houser up there with his Commonwealth Games medal. I think that's how impressive that is. <laughs> he probably wouldn't put it up there. So right. I, look, Justin's one because again we've had the trend setting thing, and I agree. Yep, that's first time anyone's done it, and he took it from ten to fifteen. Like that's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. The re, I suppose that's why it's so high. I think there's a like the reason it's not number one is because it's well, it's already someone's already done more and yep. someone's done 15 quicker. Yeah, so I think trend setting wise, that's why it's so high. But the performance side, like it's incredible what he did, but Brad went out and ran faster. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so I think trend setting wise, that's why it's so high for me, but. Say if Brad had gone and run 16 and didn't beat Justin's 15 time, then I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But as a trend-setting thing, I've got him at the top, but I don't have him at number one. I couldn't put him at number one. <laughs> oh, man. So so Matt Hauser is at number one for you, 24 minutes and 17 yep. seconds. Is yep. that right? 100%. Okay. So you've gone the opposite. You've gone the opposite. I've gone the opposite. I've gone Matt Hauser, 24-17, and then Justin, number one at 15 loops. The, the reason why I've put Justin at number one is because – in my mind, the only way that's ever going to be beaten is when someone does a hundred mile. That's the to me, that's the only thing that can beat that because we had no idea who Justin was. We had no idea who this guy. He wasn't on the radar. 
it just turned up and it just popped up. And we were so taken aback by this that we ended up doing an entire podcast on this guy's performance. And I, I just think the story behind it as well, the cinnamon donut, the, you know, the waiting for Cooper, the, the, the fix your fence, the putting, the putting of the, um, you know, the stones down so he doesn't lose his place. You know, to me, because it was just so groundbreaking that it's, it's always going to be number one until someone does a hundred miles. And, you know, that's, that's the next mark for me. I think, you know, people are going to take it up. Brad phenomenal took it up to 16. Someone will go 17, someone will go 18, 19, 20. But until someone cracks that hundred miles, Matt Houses time yep. is extraordinary. And I do think it'll stand the test of time, but yeah, who knows? Louis could come out and break it. Who knows? But and I think the reason why is it came out of the blue too. Yeah. No one even knew what had happened until we stumbled across it. And that yep. was the thing, like as for me, as far as like, mo- like, literally moments when I found out about these things, those two were so far ahead of everything else as far as yeah. me going, oh, my God, this has yeah. just happened. And I think at the actual moment, I reckon when I got that message off Justin to what he did was probably more of an oh, my God moment than Matt's because I know Matt, what type of athlete Matt is. Yeah. But, like, I don't think people realize how fast that is. Like, that is <laughs> insane. Like, I know, and obviously he's one of the best athletes in the country, like, but that is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I... Yeah. I look, I think what Justin did was absolutely incredible, but I can't go past that. That's, and I, th- I think oh, yeah. the fact as well that a, that a, a, a Commonwealth Games medalist has stumbled across the goat loop, or someone's told him about it, and that's the quality of athlete that's running it. You know, Courtney, um, with his caliber of performances that he's had in his professional career, and then Matt being a current, you know, triathlete having a go as well. It is it is phenomenally impressive that they're there and that they're coming down and that they're having a go at it and. You know, we've we've said maybe it'll st- stand the test of time, but it might not. It might not at all. You know, who knows? Who knows? So, so I, yeah, I just think like, I think that also opens it up too because I think there's a lot of people who will follow Matt and will see that he's done this. Yep. And who knows what's going to happen then? Like maybe Jacko's run, like Dewey and them wouldn't have done it, but now that Matt's done it, they're going, oh, well, I better go and do it now. I, that could open the door to a whole other group of people coming and attacking this loop. I know there was a lot of you know triathletes and runners, fast runners from our, our Brisbane way who follow Matt and saw that run and gave him a kudos on Strava. So yeah, it, it, it that's kind of opened it up to a whole nother audience that it otherwise wouldn't have gotten to. So Absolutely. I, I, I think that will open it up. So I think big things will happen because he did that. All right. So there you go. There's our 10. And like wow. we said, it is, it is, you know, based on purely just what interested us at the time. And we'd, you know, if people have got other, you know, yeah, give us, maybe we give us your top 10. But give us your top 10, you know, or even just your top three. Put it in order. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what we were miles away on and things like that. So, um, yeah, so now that we've agreed to disagree on the goat loop, top 10, as we said, we'd love to know people's people's opinions and uh, what you agree and what you disagree on. But, Kyle, it's a bit exciting now, isn't it, because we're starting to have a bit of relaxation in terms of, you know, the COVID restrictions and things like that. We've got people doing time trials. But actually now there's – some official events coming up, aren't there? Like I look at the calendar for the next four weeks and there's something on every single weekend um, that people can get into. So next weekend was supposed to be the Gold Coast Marathon, wasn't it? So I imagine there's going to be a fair bit happening there. Um, There was talk about you pacing a group at some stage, but you don't know whether that's happening now. So I think it will. So I think so um, Anderson and I both paced the marathon last year. Um, 
and he kind of put it to me that it'd be a good idea if we paced a three-hour group if there's anyone that has been training that still wants to have a crack at breaking three hours for the marathon um so we're going to obviously try and see where the interest is there at the moment obviously there was initially when we put it out but we'll kind of gather that interest over the next couple of days and make sure we come up with a good kind of course that we want to do it on that's kind of obviously safe and easily accessible for everyone and whether we do it on a loop or we'll decide where we want to do it and obviously give everyone that information but there's quite a few groups that are doing marathons half marathons time trials next weekend so i think it'll be a good weekend for running on the gold coast because i think there'll be lots of people out out next weekend absolutely i think henry coombe has mentioned he might be pacing a 315 or a 310 group so maybe if if you're looking at those sort of times maybe you know send kyle a message or anderson and um and later in the week they might be able to give you a few more details about that but then the week after kyle is the big event the big event of course biggest absolutely mania i'm excited I don't know a lot more. Yeah, well, I don't know more more we need to say about it. But like I said, six a.m. to six p.m. just down there at Narang. Obviously, we are going to be mindful of restrictions and things like that. Um, Yeah, come just come out and spend a day. Bring the kids out. You know, hike a loop. Someone wants to go and run twenty loops. You have our permission to start before six a.m. Feel free to start at ten p.m. the night before and run twenty laps. Go for it. We'd love to see it. So six a.m. isn't strict. If you want to start earlier, go for it. Um. And yeah, so it's it should be a good day. We're, it's it's we put these things on, don't we? Because we just want the running community to come together, have something to have a bit of fun with. And we did um, the Goat Loop Challenge last year, which was a lots of fun, and lots of people had their first Goat Loop. So maybe you know we'll get lots of first timers out there as well. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get Justin down there. We'll get Brad down there. We'll um, I'm not sure Matt, be there. Matt Hauser available to come and sign autographs, and we <laughs> could get him down. Depends <laughs> what he's doing. We've got some proper if, training to be doing, actually. If not, we can guarantee that the fourth best goat looper ever, which is Kyle, will be I there. Will be there. Not, I'll not absolutely. Be there. Not as yeah, not as impressive. Maybe a little bit disappointing that we don't have Courtney or um or Matt or maybe even Daryl. But we can we can give I'm you four. Sure we can four, give you. Right. We can give What's you a former number? a former record holder. Is that is that what we're Yeah, we can have the former record holders there. I like it. I like it. And the other <laughs> exciting news I've got, which. Obviously, when we started this podcast last year, because oh, yeah. every month I was mentioning how many goat loops we were up to and we're keeping track of it just as a bit of a fun thing, which has obviously now turned into this big thing. And we had, as everyone knows, Ben Deneen run the 2000th goat loop on his 300th lap a couple of months ago. Do you remember the date when that was? That was, how long ago was that? April? Yeah. So the other exciting thing is as of right now, when I look on Strava, it says we've had 2,595 attempts and Goat Mania is still two weeks away. So, and we've been averaging probably about 70 or 80 laps a week. So, that means we'll be close to putting, you know, only needing around 250 loops to hit 3,000. And based off the predictions we've had, we're fairly confident that someone on Goat Mania Day is going to run the 3,000th loop. So, we're not going to know who that is. We're going to know how many loops need to be run to hit that point. But they're almost, I reckon there's going to be a race on for 3,000. Everyone's going to know how many loops need to be run. And it's going to get, it might be around mid afternoon that we're going to say, okay, only 10 more laps need to be run. And there's eight people out there. So the second one to, to finish after yeah. them is going to get the 3,000th loop. So that's another little exciting thing that's going to happen, hopefully, sometime during that day. Is someone's going to pick up the, the 3,000th loop. We'll, we'll have to make a trophy in much the same way that Brad Coring made for Ben, just that beautiful <laughs> plaque that he got. But this is the thing, isn't it? Like, we, we started this podcast back in August of last year, and I think at that stage, was there like 1,200, 1,300 loops done, roughly? I think back in the, yeah, there was. It was just, it was over 1,000, I think, but just. So between, between August and April, there was 800 loops done, roughly. 
And between April and what we at the end of June now, there's been you know six hundred. Yeah, it's incredible, but isn't it? And, it yeah. be a thousand laps within that three to four month period, which is it's so it's, goalie, it's, growing, it's growing exponentially. And then um, so after Goat Mania, which is the twelfth, we have on July the nineteenth um, run the Run GC Facebook group, which is organised by Travis Island, who used to do Corporate Challenge. As we said, he's got his lead up series to the GC fifty, which is obviously in December. Um, and on July the 19th down at Coolangatta, you can do it actually on scene at Coolangatta or you can do it virtually and email your times in. Trav's putting on a five-kilometre event. Now, you and I actually caught up with Trav uh, on our Wednesday run with our Wednesday walkers group that we have, and um, we had a quick five-minute chat to Trav. So, um, yeah, let's just hear what Travis has to say about it, and he gives us a bit of info. One thing which we didn't ask him was how much it costs, and it's free to enter. So um, yes. if you just enter, I entered, it's it's free. Um, but it's a great way to get back into racing, whether you do it there down at Coolangatta or whether you um, you do it virtually and send your time through. But here's Trav just talking a little bit about the race on July 19. All right, so uh, here we are with Travis Island, who uh, some of you might remember from the, uh, the corporate challenge days, but now run down under. Um, but Trav's organising through the Facebook group Run GC some, uh, some races for people who are a bit keen. So can you give us a few... A few dates, Trav, and just a bit of an idea what it's all about. Sure can. Tom, Kyle, how are you guys? Right. Now, um, I guess this is more of a personal passion, so nothing to do with the run down under, nothing to do with uh, anything else other than a personal passion. So years and years ago, I used to run a lead-up series to the, the Gold Coast Airport Marathon, and with the way the environment is at the moment, no races, I wanted to bring it back. So GC50 is in December, so I thought, what better way than let's do a lead-up series and, and get back out racing. Um, four dates, yep. four distances, uh, you can do it virtually or come and join us down at the GC50 start location down at Coolangatta. July 19 is the first one, 5k. Yep. So hopefully we can have a hundred people down there. Um, if not, we'll have 20. If not, do it in your own run groups, wherever you are, get a group of 10, have a race that day, submit the results and we'll have same as what I used to do. We'll have a series leaderboard, different age groups. I've, I've made the age groups a bit closer together. Yep. Uh, so instead of 10 years, they're five years. Um, GC50 have put up some free entries, uh, heaps of prize packs. Basically, let's get back out there and, and race. Yep. And so how do we enter? How do we how do we do it? I've set up a website. Yep. Um, it's www.race1.flocktu.com. That's F-L-O-K-T-U.com. Yep. It's basically just a free online registration yep. system. Um, and get there through the uh, Run GC Facebook page as well. Yep, yep. Go to Facebook, go to Run GC. And you can see all the details there. The dates are there. So it's uh, August 23 is a 10K. You're going to do a half marathon on September 27. And then November 8 is a 10K. Yeah. Um, Fabulous idea because people want to get back racing, don't they? They want to get back in some sort of shape and just get that excitement again. And, Correct. Uh, great. And I remember the corporate challenge days. Kyle, did you ever do no, them? No, you never did them. Uh, it basically got me back into young, running. Too young. Yeah. 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 It got me back into running when I came back from Singapore in like 2009, 2010. It was a great series. The 5K up there at Runaway Bay. And I never did the one at Sanctuary Cove, though. You had that. Those. Was, yeah, that was 1999 for seven years we were out at Sanctuary Cove. Yep. That was when we had our biggest numbers. You know, we were getting a 1,000-odd people out there for, for those races. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were awesome. But like you and I have spoken about before, Tom, it's that racing. Yeah. It's that to race so this hopefully will bring you don't have to come down to Coolangatta and race with 100 of us or 20 yep. whatever the conditions are get six mates together and have a race have a yep. time trial get your running club together let's see the Gold Coast Runners Club and the you know the Twin Towns and the Southport Runners and the Adzies athletes all get together and have a time trial that yep. day um, and see how you are in your in your age group I know that I'm going to have a crack personally yep. um, 
45 to 50 age group. <laughs> <laughs> so if they don't get down there to the actual race, how do they upload their times? Is there a way for them to upload it so you can see it? Yep, yep. They'll just be a, basically you have to just record it any way possible, yep. legally, and then submit it via an email. Beautiful. And that's the, the beauty of... It's what I used to love about the old corporate challenge days. I used yep. to love going home on a Sunday, seeing the results, adding up to see who was in the top 10, who'd moved. and Because it's, yep. it's not always the quickest. The first race is obviously the quickest, but come race four, you might be the fourth quickest, but you move up yeah. two yep. spots because someone had, didn't have a great race or didn't show up. Yeah, And I love doing that. It's, yep. it's a bit of a stats man. I'm Kyle can appreciate Absolutely. that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> going home and just seeing who's on the series leaderboard and yep. yeah, see well, That's awesome. It's, it's a great initiative, isn't it, to get people back running and hopefully... Listeners of the podcast can get out there and, uh, and come down. Lots of people out I'm down there. there. Yeah. I've signed up. I don't know if, yep. Is it? I'll sign up. Today. It's a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, it's yep. a Sunday. Yeah, back to Sunday races. Excuse for young Kyle. I'll be there. Yeah, Sunday races. Yeah, and the reason to sign up is just so I know who you are and yep. you sign a waiver. Yeah. Um, but if you do it by yourself somewhere else, there's no necessity to, to sign up as long as you get on that page and and register and send me your results. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, buddy. No worries. Looking forward to it. Cheers. So yeah, so there's Trav, as we said, he's the organizer of Run Down Under and Runs of the World. And um, you know, he used to organize the the, yeah, the corporate challenge series, which originally was at Sanctuary Cove and then was at Runaway Bay. Um, but that should be a great event and it hopefully will get people back into racing. Um and as we, as we said, there's a five and then it builds up through 10, 15, 21, all the way up to the G C fifty. But then the week after, after their fourth event in four weeks, which is great, is Brisbane Valley Rail Trail, BVRT. Actually got a race back. Yeah. Races are back. We finally got some racing. So the actual Why I Run Racing News podcast can actually yep. talk about some racing news. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done pretty well to fill the gap of the yeah. last few months. We're finally going to have some racing to talk about. So that's um, that's starting. Uh, it's They're doing the same course as last year, I think. So it's the downhill version of it. They, they do the downhill bit at the start. Um, so, yeah, BVRT, there's obviously there's the – I think there's a 50 mile, isn't there? Is there a marathon, a 50 mile, a hundred mile and 200 mile? Um, yep. And so it's always cold out there. It's always freezing. So that's on the, from the 24th to the 26th. I think the 200 milers go Friday morning, I think. And then the hundred milers and everyone else starts Saturday morning. But one of the guys I know, well, I'm thinking who's going to be in it is going to be Ryan Crawford, who we've talked about in the past. And for those of you who don't follow Ryan on Strava, but Ryan's training is incredible because he has been doing a marathon a day during the work week. So Monday to Friday, he does 43, 44K. And I think you said one of his weeks, he was up over 300 kilometers. So this guy is fit. 350K a week. Yeah. Ridiculous. He's, he's fit. He's raring to go. So I, I wonder, I don't know, is he in the 100 mile? Is he in the 200 mile? Because last year he he pulled out of the 100 mile. Um, so um, so he'll be he'll be great to, to see how Ryan goes. But yeah, there's lots of people that we know going in it as well. So that, that'll be good just to go out there and see an organized race happen. Uh, an official organised race for the first time. So, yeah, four weeks, GC Marathon, people doing their virtual one, Goat Mania the week after, um, the Run GC that Travis Island's organising, and then BVRT. Maybe this is the sign of things to come. um, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that's it. I hope this is the start. (laughs) Races are back. We'll be cramming races in every weekend for the rest of the year. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I haven't locked any races in for the rest of the year. So I'm kind of waiting to see what's going ahead and I need to start booking some stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there we go. A, a, a slightly longer episode, but um, one which we hope you enjoyed. And Kyle, what have you got coming up in the next seven days? Uh, I'll see how my legs pull up after that goat loop yesterday, and if they feel all right. I still, I've been talking about it for weeks. I still want to do a three k and a five k. That's still yeah. something that I want to do over the next few weeks. So whether it's next week or the week after, um, I'll be doing one of those two. So 
So it'll either yep. be a 3K or a 5K. At some point, I'm doing that. What about you? Um, not much. Not much, to be honest. Um, if you guys do the pacing next week for the GC Marathon, I think I'll jump in and do 90 minutes or, you know, um, 100 minutes or 105 minutes or something at that pace um, yep. and just use it as kind of like a medium long run. So give it a chance to test out the, the Zoom flies as well on a, on a nice surface. A nice surface. So... That's about it. I've got the same. I'm keen to do some fives and tens and things like that. But I guess now that that race that Travis organised in Travis Island on July the 19th, that's three weeks away. I'm just going to use that. So I'll probably just get yeah, a, a couple of good looks. Yeah. But don't, please don't enter that. Um, I definitely will. I don't know if it's for people in the sports, um, you know, physio profession. I don't, I'm not sure they're allowed. We'll see. Well, I'll ask Trav whether he can ban you from entering. And, um, oh, that's right. I've got to challenge someone stupidly fast to come and do it and smash me anyway. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, yeah, but uh, thanks again for joining us, everyone, and we hope you've enjoyed it, and we hope we uh, we can see you on Goat Mania weekend on July the 12th. I imagine now you're starting to taper for it. Of course. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what actually happens. And, uh, yeah, Kyle, have a good good seven days. Enjoy you it. You too, mate. Hopefully, hopefully by the time we talk again, I'll still be ninth. You'll still be fourth. I'm not holding my breath. Who knows? Who knows? But it's all good fun. It's all good fun. And uh, we'll catch you guys around the Gold Coast somewhere on your, your training and your running. Have a great week.